I uh, have been uh, nearsighted my whole life, and uh, through some surgeries recently, I have now officially become farsighted. I've always respected a lot of people that wear reading glasses that were more mature than me, and now I'm uh, joining the group of the mature with my reading glasses. Um, and this is the beginning of a work. Uh, in case you don't know, I've had some surgeries on my retinas, and I'm still seeing double. Um, but God's power, I believe, is going to be changing that. My eyes will be healed completely. I am not here to speak only about my own things, but as we think about how God is worthy and who he is to us, I want you to think about um, a victory that you need in your life as we read here this morning from Ephesians, starting in chapter 1, verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, may give us, hallelujah, the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him better. Let's pray this as we read this together. Lord, we want to know you better. You are our wisdom. You are our revelation. I pray that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which you have called us, Lord, the riches of your glorious inheritance in your holy people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your incomparably great power for us who believe. We are believers, Lord. We receive that power this morning. Hallelujah. That power is the same as the mighty strength that you exerted when you raised Christ from the dead and seated him at, his, at your right hand in the heavenly realms. That same power is here today, and we receive that power. We receive healing. We receive strength. We receive your breakthroughs in our challenges. Hallelujah. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. Lord, the names of diseases that have been declared upon us, your name is higher. And we receive Amen. your strength and we receive the casting down of those things that are uh, things that are trying to be stolen by the enemy. God, you placed all things under your feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is your body, the fullness of you, Lord, who fills everything in every way. We are glad to be a part of your body here this morning. We as a body receive all that you have for us. We build each other up. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3. This is Paul. I pray that out of his glorious riches, 
So, Lord, we pray out of your glorious riches, you may strengthen us with power through your Spirit in our inner being so that you, Christ, may dwell in our hearts through faith. We are people of faith here this morning. Lord, we pray that we will be rooted and established in love. We will have your power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. Lord, we know this love that surpasses knowledge. Lord, we are filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to your power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Psalm 73 and verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you I desire nothing on earth. The Message Bible, let's read this together. Psalm 73, 25. You're all I want in heaven. You're all I want on earth. One more time. You're all I want in heaven. You're all I want on earth. Julie, just lead us in. You are worthy of it all. Just acapella. Just start there. We of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Amen. Let's take a moment and greet one another with a holy hug, if you'd like. <laughs> God is really good. Amen. Yeah, Pastor Dean asked you to give a holy hug. He just wants you to be aware you don't have to give a holy kiss today. Okay. How many of you were here last Wednesday? Anybody? Yeah, some of you were here. It was a, we had a good time. So on Wednesdays, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., we have our midweek service. Uh, children, youth, there's stuff going on for adults, too. It's a midweek oasis. Children and youth can come as early as 4 o'clock, and various activities will continue until 6.45.
The youth cafe will be open for snacks and supper at no charge. There will be recreational activities, singing, Bible teaching, prayer, and fellowship. From 5.30 to 7.30, we have an evening Bible study and prayer meeting on Wednesday nights with Pastor Dean Patro. Come whenever you can. And again, from 6.30 to 7.30 is uh, prayer time on Wednesday nights. Pastor Steve and Joyce are on a few days of their yearly Seek the Lord time today. There's no meal today, but there's fellowship after the service, good coffee, and a giving opportunity today. For the next few weeks, we will be receiving a special offering for our midweek ministry for our children and youth ministries. This will help in covering the cost for activities, food, and Hallelujah Night coming up. Place your giving in an offering envelope and put it in the offering box, and your regular tithes and offerings also can go in the boxes there behind the, at the back of the sanctuary. Also, this coming Friday night, for fathers and sons, sons 10 and up, uh, there will be uh, Friday night lights. Schedule a 10-game winning season to help develop your son into the man of God that God intended him to be. It is from 9 a.m. to noon at the First Baptist Church in Bemidji, which is next to the Paul Bunyan Mall. I thought he said, off with you. No. <laughs> I didn't think you said that. I didn't think you said that. Let's pray for our offering this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, you call us to be cheerful givers. Lord, we give out of a cheerful and abundant heart. We thank you that as we plant seeds into your kingdom, Lord, we and this church will re reap a harvest, Lord. So we claim that our offerings, our tithes, Lord, are blessed by you and will multiply in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, worship team. Wasn't that wonderful? Enter into his presence together. Hallelujah. More, Lord, more of your presence, more of your manifest glory. Hallelujah. I was raised in a Presbyterian church, and they were born-again people. I thank God for that. <clears throat> exposed to the truth. But they also had some uh, creeds and things that they that they had mentioned once in a while. It wasn't like every day or every week they went and read these things. But I went through a class to join the church when I was a junior high, I believe. <clears throat> and I remember looking at the Westminster Catechism. And this one phrase stuck in my heart all these years. The first question is, what is the chief end of man? The answer, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Hallelujah. And isn't that like a call to intimacy? We're to glorify him 
and to enjoy him. You know, through all the church history, all the great fathers of the faith and the fathers of church history, you know, you may not agree with all their doctrine, but they, the ones I've read have had a real passion for the word of God and a love for God. And we need to honor the history that's in the church. God has had his hand upon the church. He's revealing himself through his son in the church. There's a declaration to the principalities and powers of the wisdom of God that's manifest in the church. And all through the years, the generations, men have enjoyed intimacy with God. I just want to talk a little bit about intimacy with God this morning. I just want you to allow your thoughts and your heart to go back into time a little bit. Catch a, a vision of God's heart for you before he created anything. God looked down through the eons and ages. He created you for intimacy with his heart. When God declares intimacy, he means a free-flowing connection. Not just one way, but two ways. He created Adam to walk with him in, in his glory. He created Adam to share with him. And when, when he, after Adam had disobeyed and God's voice came walking in the garden, can't you just hear the, the cry Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? He knew where he was physically. He knew all that had happened. But God had created him for that intimate communion, heart to heart. And now that had been broken. He created us for intimacy. Amen. God created you so that you could relate to to him one-on-one. That he could relate to you in a very personal, intimate, deep way. God planned this relationship before he created the world. That's, That's what it was all about all the vastness of creation, the depth of creation. It was also that things would be provided for mankind and they could one-on-one worship him and commune with him. He provided a perfect way to bring us back into this fellowship through Jesus Christ. What passion took Jesus to the cross? God had in mind this intimacy that he created man for. God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus, who for the joy set before him 
endured the cross. He was living in this revelation of the Father of the possibilities of mankind being brought back into living connection with the Father's heart. The perfect sacrifice produced a perfect relationship with God. The perfect sacrifice produces in us a perfect relationship with God. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Our natural man and our mind and all these things, we're we're growing and we're being reformed and conformed to his image, but inwardly, perfect forever. Let's just say it, perfect forever. Wow. That was God's vision. And it was never a possibility that God could destroy mankind. I'm going to start with somebody new. That was never a possibility. Because he is our father. He is our father. He is our father. If he destroyed mankind when they fell, his vision of you would have never come about. His heart for you. Over the past year or two, I've uh, talked to a lot of people, but it seems like in different places, different churches, whatever, they call for prayer, you know, and, and over and over again, I've heard, I think God is mad at me. <laughs> I was going to open my message today with that. I think God is mad at me, (laughs) but I decided. (laughs) And the enemy, that's the very thing he comes in. He tries to attack the assurance of God's love, the assurance that, that we're okay because we're in Jesus. And people haven't done some great and terrible thing. You know, even if they had, there's mercy there. But the enemy comes, he comes and comes and attacks, accuses, brings back pictures of the past and says, you're not worthy. Well, we know we're not worthy in ourselves, so that's an easy one for him to attack on. But our faith is in the perfect sacrifice that brings us into a perfect relationship. And I just, I have just felt like I need to continue to proclaim this and proclaim this and proclaim this because so many are struggling with that assurance before God. Maybe assurance for heaven, but assurance right now, today, in life. God loves you. God is for you. He's on your side. He's working for a great purpose. Oh, hallelujah. He is worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. God desires such a deep communication with us that after we're born again, he will come and he baptizes us in the Holy Spirit and he gives us this supernatural language 
And some people say it's a heavenly language, not because it's necessarily spoken in heaven, but it's a language that is, its voice comes from the Holy Spirit. The unction comes from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, as we cooperate with him, he prays through us in perfect relationship with God. Uncluttered by the mind, uncluttered by our emotions, uncluttered by our circumstances, our family issues, one-on-one, my heart speaks mysteries with God. And if I could understand the words, and sometimes he'll open our understanding, we'll, we will hear the words that we're praying in our language, in, our, in, in English, for me, but the intent, the depth of it. The Bible says that God is searching and probing the depths of our heart. The Holy Spirit is. And then he is taking the depth of our spirit and he is expressing that wealth to God. When the Holy Spirit comes in to us, he cries, Abba, Father. And our tongues that go up to him are full of thanksgiving. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God is desiring deep communication with his children. He, he desired this so much that he couldn't just wait till we got there in heaven, face to face, transformed, made new completely. He sent his spirit into our hearts to give us a language, to give us an utterance that we can commune with him one-on-one, heart-to-heart. You know, you can't touch the heart of God and not be blessed. You cannot touch the heart of God and be rejected. Amen. We edify ourselves. We build ourselves up James says we rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The yearning father loves to communicate with his children. Let's read a couple of things I've written down here. Tongues is speech to God. I don't, I don't think our works are tongues are. I don't, my personal gift. It is speech to God, a vocal miracle. What a joy it is to speak personally and directly with the Most High God. There's an element of faith involved when we speak in tongues. Our emotions don't always feel like it. Our circumstances will tell, don't do that right now. Worry. (laughs) It's more important that you worry than to pray in the Spirit. There's an element of faith 
of surrender, of trust. And when I'm praying in tongues, when I'm praying in the Spirit, you know, I draw near to God. I'm drawing near to Him. It's all because of the blood. It's all because of the righteousness I have in Jesus. But this is my extension of my heart. And he says, if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. He is right there to connect. Amen. Amen. We need to use that gift. Hallelujah. Let's look at Romans 8, 26. And we know this section, you know, about God working all things together to those who love him. In the same way, the Spirit helps, us, helps our weaknesses. We do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings, too deep for words. Groanings too deep for words. Groanings that go beyond our understanding. Groanings that come out of the depth of our being. The Holy Spirit lays hold with us. And God looks beyond the words. He looks beyond the form of the prayer. It says, and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. He knows what the mind of the Spirit is. So the Holy Spirit is searching all of me and he's taking the deep parts of of my innermost being. And as I pray in tongues before the Lord, he's offering up the depth of that to God. Oh, Father, you've brought me from such a long, long way and you've established me in your presence and I will give glory to you forever. God looks beyond the words even and he sees the depth of what it is that God, that the Father, that Jesus has done within our hearts and our hearts are expressing that thanksgiving to him. We can embrace him. We love him. Amen. As the Father is scrutinizing our life and he sees us in our entirety, he is one with the Spirit that is praying through us. So the Father understands beyond the words themselves, but it is the very depth of the needs that are expressed in all their fullness before him. And he is able to respond to the request in a marvelous way. And years ago, the, the saints, you know, that had come into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but they would come and kneel when they were going through at the altar. And they called it praying through. <laughs> they would just come and kneel and cry out to God and pray in the Spirit. And they would break through into the glory of God. Burdens were lifted. Issues were dealt with. We don't always need somebody to pray for us. We need to pray through with God. 
He hears your prayer. He desires that intimacy with you. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment and pray in the Spirit together. One-on-one, just you and God. If you don't have that operating your life right now, just begin to give him thanks. You know, when we pray in the Spirit, we give thanks. So just begin to give him thanks. Let us all just focus on him and present ourselves to him. Hallelujah. I give you thanks, Father. You are beautiful, Lord God, beyond expression. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of connecting with you. I give you praise, Lord God. I give you praise, Lord God. I give you praise, Lord God. What a marvelous thing that we should be in awe about every day that the God of all eternity has set his heart upon you. He has set his heart upon you. He has set his heart upon you. What comes out of your heart is worth the entire universe. It's so precious to the God of all creation. Oh, I'm so glad, Father, that you weren't just going to wait till the resurrection and we're transformed in our bodies. You sent the Holy Spirit to give us a language that connects with you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. What an honor to be loved by God. What an honor to be loved by God. Let's just quickly go to 1 Thessalonians 1. And the Apostle Paul, and you know, he, he says in Corinthians that, you know, I thank my God, I pray in tongues more than you all, or the Amplified says, more than all of you put together. And they were a little bit extreme in praying in tongues when they came together. And he says, I thank God, I pray in, in tongues more than all of you put together. He was, that was part of his consistent life before God. Amen. And so let's read that, this with that in mind that there was, you know, Paul says, I'll pray with my mind, with my understanding, I'll pray with tongues. But here he's, he's talking about his prayer to the Thessalonians. And even though he doesn't mention tongues, we know it was part of his pattern of prayer. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. 
We give thanks to God always for all of you. Oh, hallelujah. We give thanks to God always for all of you. Making mention of you in our prayers. And then just a mystery here in verse 3. Constantly bearing in mind your work of faith. So we're praying in the Spirit, but we're keeping in mind the character and what's been developed in our brothers and sisters. And we're praying in the Spirit, and we're holding this whole, the whole concept up of who they are before God. And that, that, that prayer in the Spirit just is feeding into their life, and it's causing them to rise up. Your mind is not your enemy. I say it, my mind is not my enemy. It can be renewed, it can be restored, it can come into life, it can think in God's lines. The default of our mind can retreat into the very basics of who God is. The enemy may come and throw a dart in there and all that, but for, you know, for the most part, we can live with our mind stayed in the heavenlies. It's possible. We practice it, we practice it, we quote the word, we meditate on the word, and, and all of that, but when we pray in the spirit, our mind can be a marvelous tool to add a flavor to our prayer. We give thanks to God always for all of you making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father. Now, if we're doing that, well, we'll be ready to speak life into one another, to edify each other, to build each other up. If this is how we're praying, if this is the flavor of our meditation before God and the prayers that go up before him for our brothers and sisters, we're ready that our words would hit the nail on the head, that they'd be accurate, that they'd be powerful. Amen. Thank you, Father, for this indescribable gift of union in your body. Thank you for the gift of your spirit. Thank you for that you give us this language that we can cooperate with your heart and move with your heart and experience you. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the blessing of worship. I thank you for the blessing of fellowship and just being together today. Let us go built up with you and walking with you, equipped to speak words of life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? We are here if you'd like prayer today. He is our healer. Amen. Amen.